Hey there, it's Ariel Hawani, one-third of the fastest-growing show in combat sports. I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm P.T. Carroll, and together we are 3 Puck. Join us on the Spotify Live app after every UFC pay-per-view and become a part of the best community in mixed martial arts. Or, if you can't make it, check out the Ringer MMA Show podcast exclusively on Spotify. See you then. Love yous. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. I'm going to start this show first. First show back from the national with a compliment to our very own Mikey Wagons. I heard so many podcasts, Mike, recorded live at the show like ours was, sounded like absolute dog crap. However, dog poop. Dog Clean it up. Caca. Okay. Seemed to be the word of the Allowed weekend. Uh, however, our very own MW killed it, Mike. So well done. That sound was. I couldn't tell the difference between here and the studio. Mike uh, tends to lie a lot. You sound but terrible. That is not I say you're bringing the energy once we go I, live. This is a lie. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that all the time? Oh, um, okay. guys, there's a there's an effect that the national has on you, and uh, in this case, in AC, it, it was. Uh, detrimental to my health. I think they can tell that by the voice. Okay. Here's the thing. When you're in AC, going oh my God. so high, what is that? hearing it in the headphones is just rough. Uh, <laughs> what are you we, doing? We, everywhere you go, there's so many people and so much loud music or what. I You have to scream. And especially when you just you give it your all in karaoke, and that's just not going to help anybody. But we're here. And we're alive. The show was a raging success compared to last year's. Last year, we had half of a table. This year, we had a 20 by 20 booth. We were out of swag entirely by the end of the show. By the oh, end of yeah. day Friday, we were out of the most popular stuff. I thought it was into day Thursday. We were out of like the, Some, the yeah. large and yeah. I ended up getting showcased from my good buddy, Ed. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Ed. Uh, so we, because we had to put cards out. I was like, there's nothing else to the table. But overwhelming success. The team was like hustling all weekend. We had a nice time. It was really nice. I think, um, well, what do we want to do as far as, I noticed on the, the sheet, we don't actually have a 
review of the national. Do we want to do that before we talk Bill Russell? Let's talk Bill. Cause Let's I'm going to keep Bill it short. I'm not going to do there, There'll be no card notes about Bill today. I mean, here, obviously you heard the news yesterday. If you're just hearing this news today, you're, you've been in a closet for the last year, uh, day and a half. Anyways, Bill Russell passed away yesterday at age of 88, a legend, Celtics legend, NBA legend on and off the court. I mean, his involvement with like the civil rights movement, just everything. I, I mean, there's not many athletes that are as influential living still that had the impact on sports mm -hmm. society as bill like very few like in almost all of those pictures you saw mm -hmm. it was like him muhammad ali uh jim brown was very involved you know always at the precipice of those movements you know trying to make things better so yeah i mean a pretty sad news we actually had just got on the plane we were oh, getting yeah. ready to take off and it was like hey bill russell just died it was kind of wild to hear and then they announced old. there's no internet so we can't talk to anybody about it so yeah i mean Southwest internet is horrendous. That's, <laughs> don't interrupt. Um, I mean, again, just to kind of give you some stats, this is like a two-minute segment. We'll talk about his card stuff actually on, on Thursday a little bit. I didn't want to do it the day after. Um, 11 rings, mm -hmm. which is a record. Eight straight, which is a record. Nobody's ever getting near. I would say anybody with a name, anybody with a brain has him top 10 all time. A lot of people would have him top five. I mean, the guy was phenomenal. Ultimate defender. Where do um, you have him? Just curious. I always go Magic, LeBron, uh, Magic, MJ, LeBron, Kareem, and then four through seven to me could go in any any order. Bird, Magic, Wilt, Bill, Bill, Bird, Magic, Wilt, whatever. That's You're four comfortable seven. saying Bird that far down. Okay. Well, Bird won three starting MVPs, and I mean, he had a shorter span than the other guys, but his peak was unbelievable. But anyways, yeah, sad news to hear he died. Um, here's what I'd say, too. It was interesting to see Denton called us. He was still at the show. He said guys are literally pulling him out of yeah. their showcases because it is like this. There is this whole I can't think of the word because I've been in AC for too long. So my <laughs> brain is still half dead. There is this thing that happens. What am I doing? This aura around when a player dies. Let's put it that way. Okay. And it's like, you know, and there's two, it's just like honestly, it's almost just like life in general. There are two very extreme stances, and then there's something in the middle that's most reasonable, which most most people agree with. Mm -hmm. So, player A, I can never sell anything Bill Russell now because I will not oh. profit from his death. I am pulling all cards out of the showcase. Anybody who sells him is a terrible person. Got it. Far other side would be, dude, he he died. Like we got to cash in right now. Yeah, list right, right away. I think there's a pretty healthy medium. Like if you bought Bill Russell cards in the mm -hmm. past few years and that was your intent was like, I'm going to make an investment to sell when the investment goes up. Mm -hmm. And sadly that's going to happen when he dies. Like, yeah, I guess my thing has always been this. Like when Kobe died, I was a little bit more of the white. Knight. I was like, you know, I don't know that I want to sell this. Like he was, he was in the prime of his life. Yeah. Tragic accident with his daughter. An 88 year old man dies of old age. Like I, again, I'm not out there listing my cards today. Although I am going to sell some Bill Russell cards this week, probably yeah. if prices go up. I guess that's my stance on it, though. Like, whether I sell the cards or not, and everybody else in the hobby does that, A, Bill is not coming back from the dead. Whether you sell his cards or you don't. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you have to, like, make a whole huge skeptical playing up his death as to why you're selling it. Just, hey, the market is up on him. Now I'm going to sell. But we will talk about his actual pricing on Thursday. I would like to just go ahead and put this Did out there. Did you think I was no being one... reasonable there? Yeah. Thank of you. Of course. Yeah, you were, you were a meaty center, I would say. Always. Um, the at the national they were giving away these uh you know sparkle packs from panini for nft stuff and they were also giving these uh noir packs like pretty rare they I released was, at the show yeah, actually at the panini party i actually i didn't think i was gonna get any but uh i managed to scavenge one and i uh did it on saturday night i opened it and it was it was a five out of five bill russell 
signature and I went ahead and listed it and realizing the next day he passes, I went ahead and took it down off of the auction. You did? Uh, yeah. Um, See, I have no problem with that if you kept it up. Well, I didn't. Well, I, what I did was I was like, I still was curious what the value of in the it gallery? is. And I put it in the gallery. Like if somebody made you an obscene offer today and you took it, I don't think they were a bad person for that. Oh. Like I really don't. I'm just like, I don't. Well, that's nice. Like whatever people want to do. But again, most importantly, someone, you know, a guy died, sad for his mm-hmm. family, sad for him. Like, it is cool. I think we're actually going to see, and again, I didn't know him. I have no connection to Bill at all, uh, Mr. Russell. I think it will be cool because I do think we're going to see some pretty, it, it sounds like there's already some documentaries and different things in the works. That's cool. I think it'd be cool. Like, he was a huge feature of the 30 for 30 for the Celtics and Lakers years ago, and that came out, which I thought were awesome. So mm-hmm. I do think it'd be kind of fun to see something like on his life. Okay. I believe he was the first African-American head coach. He won as a player coach, so coached and played. I wow. mean- like Dang. you look at his I didn't resume. Realize there was that much that he oh won an Olympic gold medal, I believe. To. Like, he, dang, resume wise, okay. as impressive as just about anybody. You know, they got to do some kind of cool documentary or movie. Yeah. Which would be, I think, would be nice to see. So, anyways, there you go. The national. Yep. We never even did a rundown, by the way. We and the only reason I mentioned that is because we have a very interesting interview towards the end that I think guys are going to care about. Um, Jeff Wilson, sports car investor. Jeff Wilson. That was uh, that was a very nice. By the way, somebody was saying the TikTok video or Instagram reel. I oh. made a joke in that video and then answered the question correctly. Oh. I noticed that little weasel <laughs> Doug cut me out of it. Just just had me getting mad at him, which was a play. It was a joke. But it was funny though. It That's funny. Fine. Bunch of nerds. Hey guys, so let's kidding. talk about the national. Uh, Mike, I would like to get overall thought from you first. Couple resounding takeaways. First of all, I don't ever want it to be in Atlantic City again. Agreed. I cannot overstate how horrendous that area is. Let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about where we stayed first. I think oh people my. will enjoy that. I'll tell you right now, if I don't get my security deposit back oh my. in Why full, wouldn't? because, oh, of, the, because the of the broken window when someone tried to break into this supposed unbelievable house. Banging on the outside of the house. Just uh, just to be clear, Ryan, and you know who you are, he's a Bill fan. I don't know if you listen to our show. Uh-huh. If that security deposit doesn't come back, I'm going to tell you right now, I will be posting your resume everywhere, <laughs> oh, sir, and going nuts. I have never been oh. hoodwinked as badly. You and I they, both, as a matter of fact. We did the we do due diligence. Pictures, phenomenal. Yep. Reviews, unbelievable. Let me just tell you right now. They lied. Oh, man. This, Jesse and I fully agree. So we were staying about, I believe I counted 11 houses. They're fairly close together. Uh-huh. We were 11 house lengths away from the boardwalk. Yes. World famous AC boardwalk, which by the way, if nice. you boardwalk was fine, yeah. restaurants, everything like well lit, mm-hmm. actually pretty nice area. Yeah. You take 10 steps off the boardwalk. Yep. Like people literally ODing in front of you or just like zombie walking around. It was sad. I would, ne- if our families were with us, we agreed. Like we would not, have, I wouldn't have stayed there. Not for no. a single night. Like we would have just bailed. I mean, just a absolute garbage place. Oh my goodness. So I'm not going to, I don't want to disparage the entire city because we only were in like the main doing. street and no. then the convention center. But at least uh, there's, there's some real sketchy places. So a guy Be get careful. arrested at McDonald's during breakfast with my dad. That was fun. What did you get for breakfast, though? I got all you. I didn't even get breakfast myself. I got it for everybody else. Big breakfast with hotcakes for everybody. I've never actually had the big breakfast. I only get sandwiches there. (laughs) I I don't need it in Atlantic City ever again. It's not easy to get to. And I will say that's not just our time. That is everybody we came up to. Crazy loud music. It's a union city, which just means they get to charge you whatever they want. Dude, we paid. We rented six tables, just Regular wooden tables and 10 basically fold-up chairs to sit in, $1,100 for that. 
Just for the tables and chairs. Like, <laughs> bring the national anywhere else. I don't want to hear any of this more. Dude, d- there is no excuse to have in that city again. But the good news is it will be in Chicago, then Cleveland, then Chicago. That's I what think it sounds the plan. like. And then hopefully so. just Nashville forever. Yep. Okay, let's move on to the show, though, because I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Let's take the crap whole city aside. Yeah. Show by far the most well-organized and uh, improved national I've ever seen. Like the amount of time and money and effort put into the booths and the displays, especially in the corporate area, Mm -hmm. but even around, like even the vendors, a lot of the vendors stepped up their game. If you can judge the hobby based on the amount of money that's being spent in it, for those of you who weren't there and you think like, oh, we're in a dip or it's dying or whatever, just go to the national and see the amount of money that was put into this national. Like, and I'm comparing this again only to the last national, but in one year's time frame, it was like you saw one, maybe two booths that were as nice as like the bottom tiered nice booths Dude, there. Our booth last year would have been considered probably oh, on the upper, upper scale. Yeah. Yeah. This year it was very much like, okay, very clean. Didn't do anything crazy, but that's fine. We had the big personalities and our whole team was there. But yeah. in terms of like booth setup, it was very over, could easily be overlooked compared you to others. Zero cool with TV screens that were at least probably 25 15, by 25. Yeah. Like it was absolutely insane just to see the, the the amount of screens, uh, games, giveaways, all these things that were going on all around us, which I will say being in the corporate area was really fun just because there was so many different things that you could, you know, be a part of. But I I think having nothing, the fact that we didn't have nothing, we had giveaways and we were doing like fun stuff, but I would say our booth was just about as busy as... Oh, anybody. It, well, and some even more busy than some of the ones that had like... All the money that they spent. Dude, we had almost there. sixty people at the booth multiple times. Oh yeah, like it was crazy surround. Which I was, I was thrilled to have that. And thank you guys. That's a, yeah. Uh, we met a ton of people. I, I, I thought last year was like pretty cool. I we did were in too. like the little corner. Yeah. This year was ridiculous. So we're gonna work on locking out a bunch of space next year. Um, overall sentiment of the show: I spent less than an hour and a half total walking the floor. Yep. I mean, we were slammed behind the booth, which I just didn't. I expected good, you know, audience involvement. Yep. I did not expect what we got. Uh, it was busy everywhere I went. A lot of vintage, and it seemed like, and I don't know if this was consciously done or not, but it did seem like from where we were, the left side had a ton of vintage. The right side was almost all modern. I'm oh, sure there was some mixing on both, yeah. but it did very much feel like there was when you at say least left side. If we're if we're looking, if we're at our booth, looking toward the front, where we came in. Oh, okay. Left side vintage toward yeah. the breaking pavilion. You know what? Now that you right say that, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it did seem like that. Yeah, I mean, pricing too overall. Again, I. I the, the sentiment I had, and it seemed to be shared by most, on modern stuff, the pricing was pretty bad. Mm, by and large. Yep. Granted, I'm sure there are plenty of guys who moved a ton of stuff and they were in, you know, if you were selling reasonably, you moved things. But by and large, the modern stuff was expensive. I found the vintage to be very reasonably priced, actually. You the know, majority of it. I think the reason for that is because it was a almost entirely sports-related show, mm-hmm. and that's such a large part of that was vintage. So it's like, hey, if I can't find what I'm looking for at this table, there's about 50 to 100 other tables out there I could go to and find what I need. So, very little Pokemon. Oh, Even that was Mar- the thing. Marvel was Marvel, very underwhelming. Pokemon entertainment cards were few and far between. Yep. I, I, in fact, I did go looking, like Mike said, very little time, but I did spend about an hour or so out there. And there was like one place that had some dollar boxes, but you could tell it already been scavenged through. Um, 
there was one guy, Brew, that you used to work with. He had said that he had sold his lot of Pokemon before he even got there because guys who had gotten there early saw that there was nothing out there. So he, hmm. would, so if you had it, it probably moved. But and apparently, he saved you from being jumped. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's nice to have protection around sure. the city. So, uh, in terms of deals being made, that was the other great thing. Seeing what I saw then, next year we're going to have a whole like quarter of the booth set up with just just uh, showcases and cards because people just it prompted people to come up and talk about cards. Oh yeah, and then the vast majority, hey, are you buying? Yes, I actually move my limit. You know me, I'm almost always just eight. like, and if you contact me on Facebook right now, eighty percent, whatever, hundred dollar card, I'll give you eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. Period. I won't give you eighty one. At the show though, I kept hearing horror stories. Everybody's like, man, everybody's buying at fifty percent. A few people did say that. So I just told guys when they came to the booth, I was like, here's the deal. I'm 70, 80%. Because are you buying? Mm-hmm. And I would just tell them up front, I'm buying at 70, 80%, depending on what it is. If you're not comfortable selling there, totally understand. I just don't want to waste anybody's time. Mine yeah. or yours. And people like jumped at it. I probably spent, and again, we had these things out for like a full day. That yeah. was it. Maybe not even a full day. I probably spent at the booth just buying stuff. Mm-hmm. And people were not even coming there to buy and sell because it was the corporate area. Yeah. Um, do you care if I do like my deals for the show? Is that good? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to uh, just throw out there too that the the guys that came over and it wasn't just like to to get pictures or anything like that. It just the guys who came over and wanted to just shake your hand and just say hey because they they listened forever or they it it was incredible to see how many people said the show meant something to them beyond just like the entertainment value. I, I just want to say thank you for everybody cool. who did that kind of stuff. It means a lot. And it did kind of like open my eyes at least. Cause I think of our podcast as like something fun. You know, I think of it's like fun and educational, but at the same time to hear someone actually say like, it means something and like at least one person literally having tears in their eyes. Like I almost got choked up in the moment myself. It was, it was very surreal and it was very cool. So thank you. I agree. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the deals, crazy busy. Um, I, I don't actually, I didn't keep a list of everything. So I, the only set I was able to find stuff for was the 1961 flare set, which I'm glad like I was able to, Oh, you know what? The first deal I made too was with a buddy. I, I forget his name too. I knew I was going to do this. He came up really nice guy. He had his kid and his dad there with mm-hmm. him. He's like bucket list, buy a card from Mike Geo. So he ended up <laughs> buying my Joker PSA 10 prism and the John Travolta one one auto. I pulled out of a box from leaf. Wait, you got a John Travolta one one A guy came over and brought me a John Travolta one one I know. Remember I said, I was like, I have the same card. Oh, I sold mine though. Oh, okay, cool. He gave that to you. Yeah. It's 150 bucks. I mean, I got a lot. Do I own half of that? A lot of guys gave it. So I sold that. Some of the big buys, I bought a Tua ridiculous logo patch, Panini one for $500. I ended up flipping that for a Mahomes Donruss 9.5 and 350 cash, which means I got 750 back for the Tua. I was pumped about that. Um, Again, kind of an overwhelming sentiment. A lot of guys wanted cars, but they wanted to trade into them. I had that one-on-one Jim Brown auto from Triple Threads. I paid 600 back in the day. I ended up giving that and $2,000 for another Kareem graded one and a half and a 10 auto Kareem 1969 tall boy rookie. Yeah. Uh, but it was autoed and had like, I believe two lines of inscriptions probably worth about three grand. Oh, so it was okay. a bit of a trade so up. Nice. Yeah. Um, let me think here in terms of the set, the only set I found, I couldn't find anything for Marvel. Couldn't find anything for the sign of the times. The 1961. Well, someone f- gave you that set for Marvel though. Have you gone yeah. through oh, it buddy Jared. No, but I will. Cause it actually looks good. And some yeah. of those cards I might grade, they could turn into what I need, which would mm-hmm. be awesome. Um, the 1961 basketball set though. So it's only 66 cards. 
one dude had a lot of 15 all Hall of Famers, but not Bill Wilt. Didn't have the big names, but mm-hmm. did have, Bob Pettit was in there. Um, really, really nice condition. Like I was actually very surprised. 500 bucks for the 15. So I jumped on those. Sure. And then it was crazy. Yesterday morning, actually, I only set up for about two hours. As soon as I set up, I walked around. I got the Bill Russell PSA 5. Wow. I got the uh, Elgin Baylor PSA 4 rookie. Mm-hmm. And I got the... Man, I had pictures of all this stuff too. Oh, and I got the Wilt in action. But even at that, that's what I mean about the vintage stuff, dude. I got a deal on that stuff. Not to mention the price now. Obviously, with Bill passing, that stuff has gone up. I, I will say that next year... Oh, it was an L, I'm sorry. It was an Elgin Baylor 6MC. So basically a PSA 4. But I only paid $2,100 for that 4. I, I think it's worth, I thought it was worth 24 to 25 yesterday. It's probably worth more than that now. And then as soon as Denton told me that Bill Russell died, I said, dude, I need the other Bill Russell card. Yeah. If you could go find it now, I'm going to keep it. Would, so he bought the inaction Bill Russell. So I ended up getting 19 of the 66 cards for the set. Um, the other thing that guys were like very willing to move was low end stuff. I have probably 15 to 20 cards and I'm saying like five to f- 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Vlad rookie refractor, everything raw. Um, Anthony Edwards, mosaic stuff, Justin Herbert, like insert rookies. Basically a whole pile of stuff. I'm just going to send off to SGC for cheap. Oh, that's awesome. Cause like, again, I got them for like a couple bucks a card. There was no reason not to single deal of the day though, which was by far the most profitable for me. Mm-hmm. So the guy came up and said, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to sell this stuff. I was like, all right, cool. What do you have? And what do you want? So he shows me a PSA seven Jeter SP rookie, which does okay. like two, let's say two fifty to keep it even does a little bit more than that. He has a, a Jersey auto of Nolan Ryan that does 200. So that's you keep up with the total. That's four fifty. He's got a Joe DiMaggio, like it's like the mini plaque of the Hall of Fame. So not a card. It's quite a bit bigger, like a postcard, Okay, but autographed, already slabbed authentic by JSA. Mm-hmm. It's probably 200 bucks. 650. He had a, oh, and a Clayton Kershaw T206 autograph. It's like a hundred dollar card. 750. So I was like, all right, what do you want for all this stuff? $400. What? I was like, cool. No problem. Like paid. Then at the table, he sells a Bill Russell jumbo jersey. It's like a, it's like the reprint jersey of his college, like mm-hmm. the uh, college jersey, USF or UCF, wherever he went. And then he signed it on the actual jersey. But it's an upper deck card, pro card. I see him sell this card to his buddy at my table for two fifty, which I was like, that's insane. I was like, hey, you want to just flip that right now and make uh-huh. a few bucks? He's like, yeah, three hundred dollars. I was like, I didn't even comp it. I was like, no problem. And then I gave the old guy who sold it to his friend. I was like, here's 20 bucks for you too. Cause he just flipped your card. And I felt bad. Oh. That card and comp as soon as they leave is worth like five fifty to 600. Whoa. And again, now with Bill, I, I got to think that's 800 to a thousand dollars. Do you think they knew? Do you think they did any research or do you think they were just giving you a deal? Cause they liked you or something? Or? I didn't know. Them, oh so yeah. They I, was just, know I think they just had pricing in mind that they wanted and they, they were happy to get it. So man, uh, I moved the Jalen hurts flawless um, shield. The one-on-one I bought that I was talking about on here, I paid 1100 or 1050 yeah. I forget which. But I was like, that's the type of card you bring to the national, see if somebody goes crazy for it. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, 1700 cash, gone. Um, like, I was happy to move that. That's awesome. A lot of trading, like, up and down. Um, like, I traded a Kobe PSA 9 tops rookie yeah. for a Kobe PSA 8 tops rookie and 110 cash, I think. Um, I traded a, a couple Jalen Hurts cards for other Jalen Hurts cards. Oh, but cool. I was like, you know... I. Again, I got to make the extra 25% somewhere and they would either throw another card or or something. So at least in my area, the single most asked about player was Jalen Hurts, which makes sense, right? We're right outside of Philly. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but no question. And football was the hottest sport. At least, again, I was only set up for a little over a day trying to buy and sell. Yeah. From our experience, it was Jalen Hurts. And then the other stuff that got a ton of like, I'll be honest, none of the Prism stuff I put out got any interest. Um, I bought, I was able to buy a Larry Bird Panini one auto for two twenty. It's like two hundred sixty five bucks. I got about twenty percent off. I was yeah, happy with that's that. Not bad. Um, man, a lot of guys asked about the autograph rookie stuff. The Jim Brown, some of the different stuff guys were asking about. Um, I didn't sell anything else huge. I sold some of the like decent cards, but nothing else crazy. Like okay. the, the Jalen was the big card I sold, and I was happy to get that moved. So. I was just going through some of the things I did end up. I forgot that while I didn't buy anything, there were so many guys who came by and brought me all these like entertainment stuff that a lot of stuff I had never even seen. Um, but also big shout out to Eddie over at geo breaks. He, uh, I think it was like, these are like 250 bucks or something around there. Got me a pop century, 2022 box of my own that I got to open. Um, Gabriel union, Joe exotic. And, there's another one I don't even know who she is. What's and her name? Krista Allen. Krista Allen. I don't. Actress or yeah, athlete so. or what? I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one. Hang I on. That's a girl from Liar Liar. Wait, how do you know that? Guaranteed. She that's was stupid, like the one in the that ho- stupid TikTok thing of the elevators going around. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I guarantee that's the actress from from. I might go ahead and tell you it's not her, but oh, um, it's not. It's definitely not her. Um, but give me that name. Lou right Ferrigno. I got out of that box one out of five and he's like, it's, uh, him in the Hulk costume. Very, very cool. Uh, Eddie, thank Krista you. For Allen, cameo appearance elevator. No, with it the, does with not. Fast talk, with fast talking genius com- comedian, Jim Carrey, 1997 movie clip. That cannot be what she's known for though. No, no, no. I'm sure it's not, oh, but I'm okay. just telling you, I do. I, that it clip is her. going around because people put the meme over Jim Carrey's face. That's okay. Yes. That's hilarious that you got that. I win. Um, there's also these Bowman rookie cards Who that the other a guy people? brought me over. Um, Chris, uh, Krista Brinkley, Jenny McCarthy. Um, let's see, Jen, another Jenny McCarthy, uh, Shannon it was Elizabeth, the MTV girl, right? Jenny Carmen McCarthy. Electra. Yeah, I think she's like some dating show on there. Um, and then a a guy brought me over a bunch of pogs. Of you were like excited about these Michael pogs. Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal from Upper Deck. Uh, absolutely insane. I loved it all. Uh, thank you for that. And then who, by the way, this I just forget. showed up. I know. I forget. He gave it to me and Next I left it for year, you. I am writing down. I'm going to have a little thing in my pocket where I write down every person's name who gives something. Cause that is, it's just really cool. But, uh, this other one was probably one of my favorite just cause of the random assortment of like Chris Pratt from parks and rec. This guy actually gave me a Harrison Ford rookie card. Like, and these are blue Star Wars. Yeah. It's like, it's an actual thing. Um, but anyways, I, I, while I didn't actually end up purchasing anything myself, so many of you very generous, kind people were so kind. So thank you. I also met a kid 17 years old. I be- Oh man. He was with my buddy. I think he was with my friend, Brian and bill action Jackson. He knows who it is. Uh-huh. And his buddy, bill, it was his son. 17 years old. He shows me these cards too. And I'm like, okay, my first question, you know, I think you saw me do this. I try to do this with all the kids who come up with these lock boxes. Mm-hmm. Like before I get into looking at this, like, is it your money or is oh. it your parents? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get where you're at? Cause his collection was worth, I don't even know. Like he's done really, really well for himself. And okay. again, 17, his dad gave him like a few hundred dollars in like singles to start a couple mm-hmm. years ago, literally just been churning and burning and hustling the past few years. Over six figures at That's this point. Insane. That's not okay. There were a number of kids like that. And I was like, dude, 
And actually, somebody heard me say that on the Panini panel on Saturday. Yeah. And when he came up to the booth, he showed me his box. Like, by the way, my money, not my parents, which I was like, okay, he just made my day. I kid. like that. That's cool. I also got to express uh, my hatred for TikTok on that panel. That made me good. Feel good. I forgot um, when I was opening and going through all these like Adam's family and the Simpsons cards and all this stuff. I forgot he did have one card for you that I was supposed to give to you. It got caught in the middle. Probably told you to split them all with me. No, he just said this one. Uh, and I told him I was going to keep Brown. it. Jalen Brown. Oh, auto. Jalen yes, Brown, sir. rookie auto. That's pretty cool. You're welcome, by oh. the way. Facsimile auto. Facsimile? Facsimile? What is that word? Fax? Facsimile <laughs> auto? It's a copy. Is that how you say the word? Facsimile? I, I don't know. Facsimile. Facsimile is how I would say that word. Um, highlighted of the show for me is when the kid on the other side of our booth had his leg hanging out underneath oh and Jesse walked back don't because he could be listening and he just started tickling his leg and the kids <laughs> pulled his foot back so quick uh, it was actually pretty entertaining to be fair tickling I I barely just touched his ankle it was just like on our side and you could only see his ankle I didn't know I have the video I'll post it <laughs> later by the way um, another uh, great died yesterday I oh. think it was Ohora from Star Trek, I believe. And the guy brought me one of the stickers. Actually, this was, he gave me this before she passed, but just another sad note. Okay. Um, I, the other things, like I said, the amount of people trying to sell at tables, but not giving stuff away. Like people were not just like, hey, I'm getting out. It was just guys looking to get more cash so they could get back and like, so they could stay relevant in the hobby, go buy something. I thought that was a good sign. Very active too with people who wanted to trade into stuff, which I, I don't blame them. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I could give you a thousand cash, or I could give you five hundred cash, and a five hundred and fifty dollar card. That was those were two of the most prevalent things, and then just the sheer amount of activity and volume there. Like again, the ultra modern market, especially, is nowhere near what it was a year ago. It is still very alive, and it seemed like people were kind of getting over the sentiment of "I'm underwater." Yeah, I need to just keep asking for the moon because I'm not willing to take a loss. It did seem like in general people were like, "Okay, time to move on." Like, yeah, I got killed on this card. I paid 200 bucks; it's worth 68, but whatever. I'm selling it right now because I don't want it. So, yeah. I thought that was a good sign. We talked about this too. By far the most diverse card show we'd ever been to. Also, every the, single person was not yeah. 38 years old, white male. Oh yeah, it was like, really it was awesome to see. Culturally, honestly. it was very diverse. Gender, uh, way more age. women. There were more kids and than I would kids. have ever expected, and especially in Atlantic City. Yeah, that's what I mean. There was so many kids there, but it was also really cool because last year it was mainly middle aged or older guys that came up. Very mm -hmm. few kids that came and said they listened, but there were so many. There were. You have that guy, that little kid who came up to you. You weren't around when he came to me, but he had a actual just like little notepad. And he oh, was going through it, it, and he already had our names written out in it. And I was just like, the fact We're that he didn't Celtics just like Jersey, yeah. by the way. Oh, I didn't care Him about and his that. Dad. That was really cool. Yep, got to rip some wax with Mikey. Oh, I yeah. was the little dude's name? Okay. Oh man, I hope it was now because I forget the the two kids, Ezekiel and Isaiah, came by every single day. I did not meet them. You, how did you not? Oh, meet yes, them? I did. Yes, okay. I did. Then yeah. their dad had a non-biblical name, and I didn't care about him. <laughs> it was like Ezekiel, Isaiah, and Jeff. That wasn't you his name. You don't remember Jeff Isaiah from the Bible? Okay, that's enough <laughs> of that. Um, so yeah, a very active show, fun show. Um, I think in terms of show, we'll be at the Industry Summit, which is a card show the first couple of days of October. Then it's the B2B. And the last weekend in October is the massive one here in Nashville, which is 600 tables. So. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we also got to see the mantle, the 9.5 SGC mantle. 
One other quick SGC note. So I brought them a raw Gretzky rookie. A buddy of mine had it. He was like, you know, I don't know if I can sell it, shop around. What do I do? But it's a raw Gretzky rookie. Nobody's touching that card raw. Brought it over to SGC for the raw grade by their actual graders. And yes, just to be clear, they snuck me to the front of the line so I could get it done so I could have it back quick. Um, came back an SGC six in their soft slab. So it wasn't fully slabbed. Mm-hmm. But that service at a show, I hope the price comes down. I will tell you that. At 25 bucks, it's a little expensive for a non-real slab. Like, if you're going to keep doing this at the show, I really hope the price comes down because the service itself is actually phenomenal. There are so many cards I would never think about buying at a show, but if I knew I could walk it over to... And again, there are other cards who do... Other guys who do the raw card review, that's fine. They were actually authenticating the card, which is a big deal to me. I would then go out and buy a 61 Wilt Chamberlain raw because hey if it let's go over to the booth right now yeah end of the show i'll pay x amount if it grades and if it doesn't no deal at all Mm -hmm. i do think it's a valuable service to offer so okay got to take advantage of that we got to see our guys from pristine they have a mascot apparently we didn't know that it's like a guy with a (laughs) uh he had a name i want to say joe i can't remember though but he was an absolute delight we got his photo Sure. Um, and they were running live auctions at the show, which was actually kind of neat. I did see that happening. Uh, the Breakers Pavilion was the only area that was kind of empty. Dude, there were a ton of empty booths over there. It was, it was. I don't know if it was just the timing of when we went over there or what, but yeah. It what, was Saturday afternoon? Well, I'll tell you what it was. It was the probably lack of internet. That that was the other issue with internet that place. Internet was brutal. You cannot have this day and age where you have a, a convention center that so much relies on internet and not have good internet for at least just like the general public. Like not if to you mention, want to make to get internet at the booth, a, a hard line was $8,000 and Wi-Fi was 2,800. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Laughable. Like, come on. So, uh, internet listener or internet people at the national, whoever your, your job is, go do that. There you go. One of the coolest items I saw there. Uh, actually, it was from Adam and Rich. Remember the guys we set up with last year? Yeah. Oh, Ooh. did you run into them? Yeah, oh yeah, I went over and found Adam. Oh, cool. But somebody came up to Richie, or he, he actually found it at a table. It was an old ticket. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it was from a game or what it was from, but it was signed by Jackie Robinson on the back. And it was like, whoa, man, I want to say like months before he died. So one of his last signatures, I almost said the last living signatures. Mm-hmm. Um, Versus. As opposed to. <laughs> So yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool item. Um, I, there was some nice stuff. I'm there. sure we'll have more stuff. There, there'll be more things to comment we'll talk about on. The scandals, the drama and... scandals, and drama on Thursday. <laughs> so why don't we play the Jeff thing? Um, did you want to do releases before we do that, and then go to mailbag? I don't. Obsidian basketball. That's fine. Okay. Select the wrestling. I have nothing to say. Oh, speaking of select, I, I saw Ric Flair today. Oh really? I was downtown in the lobby with Paul and his wife. Uh huh. Yeah. Richest Rick Flair. Well, as he's talking to me, I was like, I felt like a jerk too, because obviously our buddy Paul does not care about. Yeah, I, looked, I was like, that's Rick Flair. Right in the middle of a sentence, he literally goes, "Okay, so like I was saying, <laughs> yeah, I, they had a they had a wrestling event in here in the city Saturday. Oh, and then there's okay. the W uh, W. There's the F1 race here this weekend. Yeah, Nashville's if Nashville could do an F1 race, we can hold a card show. We can do it. But here's the thing: we are more expensive than it is in Chicago. I don't care. I trust me. I don't care either. Don't I want to say it. Then. <laughs> You're the Mister. Has to talk about everything negative and then barely highlight I the positive. Am, I was so positive on that Panini panel. Don't even start. I had a with good me. time up there. You did good. I thought I did most okay. Of it. You did. You did good most of it. Um, and we had a nice time Friday night at the NFT party. 
Oh yeah, there we was, actually got to. So well, we got there early before all the whatever else. All oh, the, I left at eight o'clock. It yeah, was great. It was nice. Uh, but some dudes. I mean, Max hit the one on one. of our interns got the oh, code yeah. when you walk in. He hit the Ja Morant one on one. Sold it for fourteen. And by the way, it sold already. So Are you put serious? Fourteen hundred. Wow. My buddy Scott Yoakum. That's an NFT. My buddy, your buddy, our buddy. Yeah. Scott bought the booth, so it was ten grand. Mm-hmm. Which you got a ton of the packs, anyways. You also get the one. One of one NFT and the matching physical. He just happened to hit a three color patch auto Anthony Edwards. Jeez. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that pays for 80% of the booth, the That's NFT insane. and the physical card. Who was it? Didn't someone pull the, like a one of, uh, well, it wasn't one of one, but it was a Mac Jones auto? Johnny pulled a blue Mac Jones out of Optic. It was about $1,000. Um, Nassim or Nasir, I forget his name. Oh, man. I can, I met him like 10 times too. He pulled a blue Moody out of Prism. Rookie. Oh, yes. Does like, I, think, I want to say four to $500. It was that. Another dude hit the Kyle Trask. It was a few hundred bucks. We had a red Cade Cunningham. No, 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 no. We hit a red Jalen Suggs. It was 150 bucks. Like out of the free whack, that was all actual stuff too. Yeah. Never mind the NFT stuff. Um, a lot of the guys got to meet people. Some of the fighters showed up early. Some of the athletes. I know Russ and a bunch of other people got to meet Barry Sanders. So that was cool. Um, I overall, never, I thought it was a good, a good time. And we never, we weren't, I don't think any of us were there late enough to see like Lil John or Allen Iverson or anything. Absolutely but not. I was in bed. Yeah. But uh, apparently a lot of guys had a lot of fun. Happy that uh, Panini had us involved. That was cool. Yep. So yeah, we'll talk about some of the scandals and shenanigans that happened on Thursday. Um. All right. So let's go into Jeff. We let's finally sat with down with your boy, Jeff Wilson. <laughs> he is my boy. I like Jeff. And I was surprisingly unsarcastic. I thought I kept a good game face. Well, we'll let you guys be the judge. Listen up. Here it is. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Sports Cards Nonsense, everyone. Um, fun edition. Guess who's with us? You'll never guess. Mike, do you want to guess? I really could be anticlimactic if I guess, but we have Jeff Wilson, sports card investor himself. How the heck are you, Jeff? I'm doing great, guys. I'm very happy to be here. This is like when the Eagles, you know, got got back again. People yes. never thought that would happen. I know. Never I've thought been they would that. see them all on the same stage. Look, here we are. We're on the same stage. <laughs> Glenn Fry is not on that stage for the record. Uh, <laughs> the positivity, by the way, from both of you, I am going to bow out of this thing. You quick. said you're being positive. I can't match it. I'm, I'm happy to listen, though. I'm very it, excited. I'm ready here. for like a zinger or two here. I, I know we've only got. Like, I have a, no zingers. We're I, doing 10 minutes of just positivity. I can't, I can't, I can't believe that. I can't, you're sit, say I can't sit down with Mike and not get at least one zinger. <laughs> I'm going to insult the family member before I, we're I'm, done. I'm expecting a zinger. <laughs> I like it. So, um, honestly, first question, like first impressions of the show. I know you've done the national thing before. Yeah. First impression of this show. First impression of this show, the biggest difference that I've seen is the corporate area is way bigger and yeah. the booths are way more extensive. You yeah. see, and what that, what that tells me as an investor is there's a lot more big institutional money that is in the hobby now than ever before. Yep. When you see companies spending 
you know, $100,000 to put together a trade show booth. Legitimately mm -hmm. $100,000. Le legitimately yeah. $100,000, which yes. several of them are, many of them are. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that there's some real money being infused at the highest levels of this hobby, and I think it's a great thing. I think it speaks well to the long term. Well, you can tell it's not just the money that goes into it, but the ideas and the people running things, because you can throw money at something and not look good, but this stuff looks really perfect. Like something you'd see at, I don't know, Comic-Con or something where these guys have whole production teams behind it. Like this stuff looks really legit and your booth looks awesome too. We, Appreciate I that. saw it walking by earlier. I was kind of jealous actually, but we won't talk about that. This um, is what the hobby needs though. Like this yeah. is great. You know, it's a rising tide rises all boats. This is this is awesome. Like it's making it more and more legitimate. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to make it have wider and wider appeal. When was your first national by the way? In 2019. Person? Okay. I did the 2019 Chicago, and then, you know, obviously 2021 Chicago, and then this one. So this is number three for me. Okay, yeah, because even then, like, because I started a few years before that, but I, I'm sure you'll think the same. I told him today, there are more women and more kids. More women, too, and more kids. Like, it's not just a bunch yep. of 30 Demographics are changing. white guys in jerseys. It's actually, like, a different demographic, also which is definitely good. a really good, good sign. Yeah, yeah jerseys really in sign. public. I mean, there's no excuse for it. Yeah. There's just not, so. <laughs> I agree. Um, I'm curious, what, where did you get the idea to start sports card investor. Cause I, here's the thing. Origin story. If anybody doesn't know this, we've never had beef with sports card investor, but there was just a weird time where we were doing our thing and you were doing your thing. And, and I occasionally say negative things about everybody. Mike, Mike Allegedly. was, no one knows for sure what he thought or said, well, but we were like, you know check what? Tape. We like how we do things and you like how you do things and we weren't gonna uh, intermingle. But after time and actually, let's be honest, actually getting to talk to you, uh, we realized, oh, we were misguided and you guys, you're very nice and you are legit a down to earth person. Um, so now I think is the best time that we've had to actually talk to you and get an idea for what you're about. So I'm curious, where did you come from? Like, how did you get to where you are now? Well, I came, I came from being a kid going to card shows uh, in Florida and just absolutely like being immersed in it. Like it was like the most important thing in my life for probably five or six years. My first job ever was at a baseball card store in Sarasota, Florida. And I swear the day I turned 14 years old, cause that's the day you first are allowed to have a job you uh -huh. know, with child labor laws in Florida, at least back then. Uh, the day I turned 14 years old for my 14th birthday, I had my mom drive me around to all of the local sports card stores to apply for a job. Really? That's all I wanted in life was to work at a sports card store when I was 14 years old. Wow, that's and cool. And I got a job. I got a job at one of the sports card stores. That's a tragic story. <laughs> I got fired on my first day. It's the only... <laughs> what did you do? I, I got fired on my first day. It was literally possibly the worst day of my entire life. What? I, I was let's 14. Let's dig into, into this. Detail. Yeah, let's see. If go. I don't see a tear, I'm not going hey, to be disappointed. Hey, check over there, buddy. Restart right now. Here we go. I was 14 years old and I got this dream job at a sports card store. Okay. And I go in, it's my first day, you know, I'm going in and uh, the owner, it's, uh, you know, it's a small store and it was the owner and he had maybe one or two people helping him. But that day it was just the owner and, and me. Mm -hmm. And so he trains me for a couple of hours. Then he says, I'm going to go get lunch. Okay. You're in charge of the store. Awesome. So I'm there by myself. I'm 14 years old. And, I, you know, everything's going all right. Somebody comes in. I, I, I check them out on the register. They leave. Everything's fine. These two kids come in. They're probably probably 18, something like that. Yeah. And um, one kid comes up to the counter, 
and he is he is uh, like, let me see that card, 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 let me oh. see. I bringing all these cards out, showing him stuff. The other kid has a backpack on. Oh nice. boy! Nice. Here we and go. He oh is going around and he is clearing inventory into his backpack while I'm distracted, showing this kid all these cards. These eyes, I don't know any better. I, this I kid clears be... out inventory. Owner comes back in, and flips the hell out. He's like, what the hell? And I'm like. Oh my God! Like what the hell? You know, I, I I've yeah. Just, so obviously, I get fired on the spot. That's it. I gotta say though, that's like an owner. Your first day, he's trusting did, a fourteen-year-old kid. Did you think for a second he was gonna go dark? Like, like I assaulted the owner. <laughs> I took, I stole the stuff. I walked out, and then that was it. Owner was super. That's nice. actually pretty wild. A, two, yeah. a two-man show. The owner might have been in on it. It's funny he left oh, when this happened. Oh yeah. Did he file insurance Inside on that job. claim? I don't know. We don't. We'll never. I've never, know. I've never thought of name? that angle before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then, you know, I will say the card shop didn't last too long beyond that. Of course, that was the hobby. Have you ever run across him in the hobby since? No. no. Okay. I wouldn't probably recognize him if I did, but the shop didn't last a whole lot longer. That's, that was during the wild. 90s boom. This oh, would have been, okay. what year would have that? What year would? What year did I turn 14? I guess it would have been right around 90 that this would have, no, it would have been a little after that. It would have been 92. So it would have been right after these card shops were really starting to, you know, kind of close down and get beat up and everything. Gotcha. It would have been end of 92, beginning of 93. So that yeah, was kind so. of the end of the sports card shop era. So, um, so you were a kid and yeah. a collector, and where did you get, like, if we fast forward to before, I guess, how did you start Sports Card Investor, the YouTube page? Because that was the first yeah. iteration of Sports Card Investor, right? It wasn't yeah. a newsletter or anything like that. Well, I'll tell you another another story, and this one I actually haven't talked about a lot, but uh, so, one day my, so one day my son, uh, my older son, goes to Sarasota, where I'm from, to spend a weekend with my mom, his grandmother, they're at Target, they're at the checkout aisle, they've got football cards at the checkout aisle, and she says to him, your dad used to be really into these when he was your age. Okay. She bought him a pack of football cards. He brings it back to Atlanta and says, hey dad, you know, my grandmother bought these cards. I was like, oh, that's wild. And he says, you know, she said you used to be really into it as a kid. I said, I was really into it as a kid. I still have all my cards actually there. So we open the packs together. Mm -hmm. This is 20, uh, maybe beginning of 2018, late 2017, beginning of 2018, somewhere, somewhere right around there, I think early 2018. We opened the packs together and uh, I was like, oh, this is like, and it brings back all the nostalgia, whatever. Yeah. So I still get, I get my old cards out. I start looking at it. So it's throughout 2018. I'm starting to kind of, you know, see the market more and everything like that and started to get really into it. Yeah. My mom then, this is a part of the story I really haven't talked about. My mom gets, uh, unfortunately, really sick. She gets brain cancer. Oh, no. She passes oh, pretty quickly. She passed in March of 2019. Oh man! I started, I started Sports Card Investor. I put the first video out mm. in July of 2019, mm. and it was actually when my mom passed. I actually it was kind of around that period that I was spent a lot more time with sports cards because it was just kind of a nice escape. It was yeah. a nice thing to do with my son during a very difficult time. Sure. I start Sports Card Investor during July of 2019. The, the craziest thing is my mom, you know, never saw any of it. She never had any idea that I ever got back into it or whatever. Yeah. But it was her buying him that pack that wow. started this whole journey. Wow. That's so it's it's, you know, so it means a lot to you to be involved to in this industry. That's cool. it means a lot to me. It meant a lot to me as a kid. And it, it means a lot to me now again, because I think I, and this is just me speaking. I, I can't speak for Mike, but like when you came in and you were doing your thing, I was like, oh, this is just a business guy. He's just here to make money. He doesn't really necessarily care about it. He may not know it, 
obviously that is you have a deep emotional connection to this hobby and i think that's really cool i mean i feel bad for not giving you more props earlier on you know all of my early content was all about dollars and cents right it was all about like price movements of cards yeah. and everything like that and that's because i saw that as a angle i saw that as an opportunity that i thought people would latch onto and be interested in because there wasn't that type of content. None of it existed. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to do content that's really kind of dollars and cents oriented content. Okay. But over time, we've made a very intentional decision and hopefully you've seen it and hopefully you guys, people listening have seen it. We made a very intentional decision to really try to embrace more collector type content yeah. to highlight card shows, to highlight card shops to highlight companies that are doing good things in the hobby, yeah. to try to be a, to try to be out there and promote the hobby overall, okay. and to promote collectors, and to promote collecting, and to, and to show me doing that as well, right? Because mm -hmm. I've, 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 there are cards that I buy because I think they're gonna make profitable flips, you know? Yeah. And then there's cards that I buy that I love because I really, really wanna collect. Yeah. And it's always been that way, but I've always, you know, I always focus through the content much more on the investment side, but yeah. we've intentionally changed that over time because it's, um, I want this to be, I want, the hobby is incredible in that it offers people that opportunity to, to connect and enjoy something they love, yeah. right? And I've experienced that. I know everyone listening's experienced that. Coming, to, coming together in an event like this, you really get to experience that because there's so many people, it's amazing. That, you know, 80,000 people are expected to show up here over the next few days, and they're all driven by this love for cardboard. Yeah. They're all coming from different places. They're different types of people. Yep. It's now more diverse than it's ever been before, but they're all driven for their love for, like, you know, pictures of players printed on cardboard. And, it's a, and then this community that forms around it, that it doesn't matter what your political party is or where you're from or how much money you make, yep. you're all into this thing. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's like, I, it's, I, I don't know where else you can experience that in the entire world with anything. I'm sure there's maybe some other hobbies, I guess comics and stuff, you know, Comic Con and stuff, but like, it's very, it's very few and far between and it's special to be part of something like this. By the way, just to address that, that is the reason we are on now. We have noticed the change, the, the dollars, and it wasn't personal for me, the dollars and cents crap I heard from everybody, I, I've always said to me is the most dangerous form of content in this hobby. So when I told you that, and that happened around Mint, you guys had already started making the change, which is when you and I spoke. I, that's when I told Jesse, I can get down with content like this. The dollars and cents stuff, I've seen these things come and go in the hobby, and I just, I, I, I don't care who it is. That's why I blasted so hard at the beginning, because I did, I still feel like that. When I hear the, this and that, I think, I know what's gonna happen. Someone with a microphone, and it's not even your fault, because if we did it, it was the same thing. Something's gonna get pumped, and the result is always the same. Somebody is getting burned. So. Yeah. The, the fact that you've done the collector angle much more is why I was, had he asked me this a year ago, there was no chance in the world I would have allowed you on this podcast. It just wasn't. But now, and I told you this in Vegas, and I mean it now, I think we found much more of a common ground. And I think we can agree. I am the most positive person at this table. So. Yeah. 100%. That was is really that what you were thinking? That was really good. No, I appreciate really, that. See? Um, there you go. Now, what's something you love about our show? <laughs> <laughs> Give them all three microphones. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, I, I I love the passion you guys bring. I love the consistency that you guys bring, and I love. I hate the little guy. Awesome. <laughs> I love the I love the humor that you bring, Jesse. You oh. are always there's always there a lightheartedness to what you bring. You guys are like a good yin and yang. You guys are good yin and yang. Mike walks in, he's pissed off about something. Correct. You're, <laughs> Many things. You're kind of his mental health counselor. You're kind of exploring the 
the uh, you know Mike's insights into things. I appreciate I appreciate the, the, the deep thoughts and the rants coming from Mike. Yes, and I appreciate yeah. you you bringing the show. You know, I appreciate the that. Sensible, no, reasonable. That's from Jesse. No, honestly, it's very it's 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 listenable. You guys cool. are a very listenable show. You guys have a good uh, dynamic working together, so I think it's I think it's wonderful. Can I make an accusation? Sure. Oh, we just had a positive thud. TikTok shows you doing interviews with guys on the street asking this or that. Oh, the oh, baseball boy. card oh, thing we boy. did. Jesse was not pleased. Did you steal this idea from me? No, did you I see didn't know him you in the, done this. You on the street? Oh, okay. No, Jesse was the only time this. he was upset. Guys, he thought, I think an idea was stolen here. The, the no, I swear we didn't steal it from you. Okay. Wait, did you do this? I did. Well, Who wears a beard and says he's first, a Titans player? The very so, first man on the street was like me wearing a beard and going up to random people. And I asked like, would you rather have a thousand dollars or a Tom Brady rookie card? That was like the first video. And since then, it's just become much more nonsense. Have you ever met a Titans player? Yeah, you have, have you ever met now. a Titans player? And, it, and then an awkward uh, hug. It's uh, I haven't trying to seen, get... Yeah, I haven't seen the the actual like card or cash. You are card. missing okay. out. Okay. Well, well missing I, out I do actually well, look, like we your were... take on it because you actually give them money. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. I was just offering blank items. You of, gave them a memory. Yeah, I was never going to give yeah. them anything. So you actually do <laughs> well, it nicely. So Our time is up. We just got the sign from whoever this lady is over our shoulder. Makes me a little nervous. Very sweet. thank you for the time. She keeps me in line. She keeps me in line. This was Well, let's do this again. Okay. Oh, no, you know what? Before we go. We have a I gift. Got, I got oh, one question I got to ask gift. you guys. Yep. I'll oh, here we, oh, this is a star. <laughs> I need to get your opinion. A guy has offered to sell me this 84-star Michael Jordan PSA A card. What is your opinion on the star Michael Jordans? Is this an actual rookie? Is this... Have you heard of Michael Jordan? First question. You, you know good? we've talked about... I asked you that same question. I'll is be this honest, a rookie here's card? Here's the thing. Same material, same printer. Done two years later, some of these things, without the license, right? The guy just kept doing it. What's the difference? I don't know. I know people disagree. It's counterfeit. It shouldn't have been done. I, I, who cares? I, to me, it's a rookie. I don't care. I don't think it's ever going to gain the 86 popularity, but to me, it's a rookie. I just think guys don't like it because of that whole printing issue, but makes no difference. He's no Larry Bird anyway. Do you so think I really over time care. that more and more in the hobby will start recognizing this as maybe I, the more important or at least as important as the 86 Now that player? it's being graded again, that'll help. Honest, the numbers will start coming up. Because I think a lot of people have been scared of it because of that. Hey, if PSA won't grade it, it's not a real card. Now that they're grading it again, that adds validity to it. Right. That was my question to Mike too. Like, it, does it ever become that? And I think the issue is that the other Jordan is so ingrained in people's mind yeah. as like, if someone just said, oh yeah, I want a Michael Jordan rookie and you handed them that, they'd be like, no, I don't want that. I want the Michael Jordan rookie that you've seen somewhere. Most iconic art of all time. Exactly. So I think that is, that is where you'll see this go up in value. In my opinion, it'll never reach the same heights as the other Fleer. It's going to be interesting to watch. Thanks for your opinion. I got to make a decision today if I'm going to buy this or not. So awesome. I mean, just know if it's the wrong decision, it's your fault. If it was the right decision, we get a cut. I made a really smart decision. Did we get okay. a cut? Just we, get a cut. We, we all heard that. Go. Appreciate Jeff it. Thanks, man. Yeah, hey, good luck with Card Shop Live, too. We need hey, to talk about that sure. at some point. I want to okay. hear more about it. Absolutely. Thank you for sure. Awesome. Jeff Wilson, Thank Sports you, Card Investor. Appreciate the time, and Appreciate we will it. let you get out of here before we get yelled at. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, 
all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. It was actually nice to see the dude be pretty realistic. Well, I, I said it to his production team. I was like, why don't you put this Jeff on camera? Like real guy Jeff just talking. He, he, I think that he does that a lot in his interviews and stuff like that. So I think much it's, better with us than he is on his own content. <laughs> I mean it. Fine the, the, on his own. No, it, I'm just telling you. I, I think so much more relatable how he talks to us. Oh, God. Just pay a compliment and move on. That is a compliment. You did That's great. That's not. Um, yeah, that was really cool. We Hopefully, we'll do more with him in the future. Um, now, it is time for everyone's favorite mailbag. Man, oh, your energy Before we get there. Death. You know what? I think I'm doing pretty good. My gout is so bad. I'm in constant pain right now. Why? But I what, made it into the office. What okay. Caused it? Uh, a lack of uh, H2O over the last five days in a row. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Justin Bozak and his brother. Oh, yeah. We get the shirts. Uh, what's his brother's name? I don't, I don't care. You know? <laughs> Why would you say Justin's that? my buddy. Brother's a nice guy. Richie. Um, okay. That sounds good. Both came Chucky. Uh, he does have Hype Squad. That was his thing. Yep. And he, he brought over, they both brought over custom shirts for us. That yeah. was really cool. Tom Brady GSFE jersey. That was pretty phenomenal, and a actually. Titans Gibson jersey. So, or a Sports Boy jersey. He did fair. get a ton of cool free gifts, actually. I know. Next year, we do need to keep track of those. And we can send out thank you cards. <laughs> That's Autumn's job. Um, guys, uh, let's get to the mailbag. Energy time. Oh, the volume's it's down. Great. Energy time. <laughs> he just swung his fistful of sausages at that at the stupid board over there and just about broke it. Meanwhile, the volume was off. <laughs> the volume great. Was Hang on a second. <laughs> Thank you. Leave that to me. All right, mailbag. Can we keep this to just national questions, please? First cool? question. Will Jordan, how big of a how big of a poop show was AC? Listen to said statements at the beginning of episode. As bad as you expect. Um, it seemed pretty outside of like the main strip though when we were driving in and out of the city there's like a lot of oceanfront oh if you took nice all stuff. the people out of the city it's actually be <laughs> phenomenal dude that boardwalk is right on the water with like an awesome like array of stores Just oh get you didn't of- even talk about the guy who I got a little um, rickshaw ride on the boardwalk. And not a rickshaw like with a bike the guy just pushed I've never seen that have you I seen haven't seen that before, before. I guess so, they can't have motor vehicles on the boardwalk you just well, that's not true because they had the golf carts and the like the train oh, running that's and all true. that but these are just like big baskets on wheels. <laughs> this, I mean, he was way shorter than me. He's a little five guy. foot tall. Yeah, not nearly. I mean, Jesse's like, can I get a ride? I was not gonna walk whatever a mile to the where point we were four going. miles. No, it felt like a year. I walked it. 
I have never seen a man's face drop that quickly. <laughs> and then Tamara jumped his like, next yeah, insult to injury. He died a little. Oh, dude, you could see this guy. Oh. I got some video of that too. Him just huffing and puffing. Oh, he was not impressed. It was on that ride that I found out that uh, Gin Blossoms commented uh, to us on Twitter, which kind but of made my night. Regularly, or was that just because they like? Luger? Well, if they're listening right now, hey, jealousy to everybody else out there. That's one of their songs. If you didn't know, that's what's the other cool. one. It uh, doesn't matter. Everything is cool. Until oh, I hear from you. Right. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Go to the. Until I hear. Oh, we have fun together. on the show, people. Don't say that again. Uh, Jeff Nilsson wants to know. What are some of the takeaways from the show? What sport was most popular? Football. What era of cards? Anything catch your attention on what's next for the industry? Oh, we we never even mentioned. Well, I think we did it on the last episode that we talked with Mike uh, Mahan from Tops. Or I guess he's no, fanatic, no, he's a CEO of Fanatics Cards. Fanatics Cards, yeah, yeah. So we can't share a ton of what he said, but he did say like how involved Fanatics will plans. be. Um, and not to mention, kind of like a cool little crossover. Like guys in the sports card world have found opportunities to crap on zero cool, which is fine. Like I don't, you don't like it. It's totally fine, no problem. The activity and around the booth. So they did the Stranger Things release. They also had Dune and Clerks. Did they 3. release those at the show though? I only um, saw Stranger Things. For some reason, I thought they they did have some packs, but I could be wrong. I know they were at least advertising. So it they there. like advertised the time. The clock from the show was like dinging to let you know when. Yeah. It, and you dude, could people, hear it throughout the entire people place. People were flocking to that place. Oh, Say what you want crazy. about some of the past releases. There's a ton of anticipation around the Stranger Things one. So oh, you yeah. basically got a pack, and then a couple of the packs would have a redemption for a full box coming forward. I think they're, you were going to start to see their footprint increase. Um and then in terms of like what was popular, you know, again, Philly. So Jalen Hurts, to me, football in general was the most popular thing. And vintage was actually pretty popular. Mm-hmm. I would say vintage was by far the most popular. And that's what I never really realized until this show was that the popularity is really based on is dependent on geography because that's what everyone was saying, that this is where well, there all were these so old baseball many guys. Locals. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like right. it was all local guys with their baseball collections from when they were kids. Um, that doesn't look like a card related question to the show. Um, Will Jordan, sports boy. Again? Uh yeah, but this is a nice is one. A hack sports boy, did you see much in sports besides the overpriced great curator? Um, what was the great curator? Was that the guy who was dressed up as uh, Doctor Strange in Captain America over there? Great Curator is an Asian man. Oh, I've never... I don't actually know what his deal is. I know he has a nickname. I don't know if that's self-appointed or not. Oh. I, I have no idea who he is, though. Well, the, the, Good for him. The but... coolest movie was where the guy was de- dressed up as Doctor Strange. And his Strange. Partner was dressed up as uh, Captain America. Oh, there was a section actually at the back with... Uh, all this Back to the Future memorabilia, including the remote control that Doc used to drive the DeLorean in the very first movie. And you flip the switch and it lights up. Oh, I almost bought it, but it was like 1400 bucks. It's going to be hard to explain to the hey, Let me hit on one of these things real quick. Because Brian Johnson, we're not going to talk about the whole thing, but basically he was he was mentioning like there's some different, like it was tough to get to tables. It, it was, it was crowded everywhere. He was thinking, like, could you do something where there's a national website? Like, hey, these booths are now advertising this, some sort of a live chat, hmm. some way to, like, I'm sure there is. 
I think we're still some years away from that, just because of the age of some of these guys. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of people are set in their ways. But in general... Oh, you could you, you could make revolutionize it, that whole thing, but it would be time. hard for some of the old heads. So, yep. Uh, let's see. That is not as much. Let's Nat Thorpe question for Mike mainly, but Jesse as well, of course. How do you approach buying uh, and flipping slash trading to move up in cards? I, I'm just gonna assume he meant this for the national, but how do you? I mean, I. I don't know how I approach it. I mean, if I'm buying the flip, I'm paying 75% to 80% of cards. Uh, if I'm trying to move up, I expect I'm going to have to give up a little bit. So if these five cards are worth $50 and you have a $250 card, I'm expecting I have to pay a little extra cash to pay up for that. Um, and to get the best return, just focus on the big names. like uh, Big names and, and stuff that is becoming more rare over time. Nat Thorpe, I agree with him. Philip, uh, I like this one. Magoran. I'm going to ask you this. Top five locations for the national, Jesse. Uh, well, I'm going to base this no on... No order. No order. Just give me the five fine. best. I'm going to base this on the opinions of others that we talked to. I think Chicago. Dallas, Ooh. Chicago, okay. Nashville, Number St. One. Louis, and... St. Louis? Yeah. Is that big enough downtown to handle this? Oh, they've got a huge downtown. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the fifth one, but... It, Cleveland, I, baby. The reason... Well, and I've never Cleveland been to Cleveland, awesome, but the man. only reason I'm picking those is just because of the more central location of them. I think that is I what mean, Dallas a lot of guys is want. known for being central. It is Dallas is That's much true. more because it is North Texas, correct? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, how about you, Michael? Yeah, I mean Cleveland, Chicago, Nashville. I think would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Indianapolis has the downtown for it, but I went downtown for an Indianapolis Colts or a concert there, and it was like an actually really nice, awesome downtown. I think that would be fun. Okay. It's centrally located stuff. I'm trying to think like Kansas City, but I don't know. It's like a... I can't imagine. I've never been to Kansas City. I'm trying to think like what other major cities are kind of... Here's the thing is that, I like we talked about, so many people at these shows are locals. I don't think you're getting That's the, true. as many locals at some of those shows. Boston. But you cannot do not hold it in Boston, please. Don't Ugh. do that. Um, New Hampshire. Let's see. Johnny Watt, I know you said there were lots of main stage things that people didn't need to see. What are some main stage things that stuck out to you? What does that mean? What's a main stage thing? Like stuff on the main stage, I guess. Like where the main stage is the national? Where we had the panels? Yeah. Oh, I was only there for yours I, and mine. I literally went for mine. I didn't even stay for Jesse's. I had to yeah, get back. Yeah, you jerky. I at least came for some of yours. I had to get back and run the booth. Yeah, you had to run the booth. We didn't have 20 people over there already. I was making deals, bro. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. I don't want to hear verbal. Like, I don't want to hear content. I want to the show. I want to just walk around. <laughs> so, none of it. Um. Yeah, sorry, Johnny. Um. Let's see. Go skip that one. Brett Burroughs. How can you successfully hold a national with no internet or Wi-Fi service? That is a great question. And there Brett. was some, but it, yeah, it would be nice to like think ahead of this stuff. All right. We do, I don't know if we ever really a- asked this question or mentioned it at the beginning. Mike James says, overall impression of pricing at the national. I know you said the thing about like vintage versus uh, I thought modern. vintage was reasonable. I thought modern was pretty high. It is interesting to have several guys come over and I would say it's almost dead split between guys saying everything's way overpriced or guys saying, yeah, I'm finding some good deals. Yeah, but I the, think it may depend on the specific product. The one item that stood out to me was when I picked up a card. That I asked the guy how much it was. Mm-hmm. He asked me, he's like, well, what do you have? He saw my phone. He's like, well, what is this saying? So I showed him. It was like, again, within a few dollars of these. It was like 196 205 200 194 Yeah. So I was like, you know, average, call it 200 bucks. Yeah. He's like, okay. I'm at, he's like, man, I'm at 500 <laughs> 
I was just like, <laughs> I didn't, I honestly didn't even say anything. And then my dad had some choice words as we were walking away, <laughs> kind of under his breath, but not really. And I was just like, we're, we're good. Oh, I, I don't think we even mentioned that. Oh, Papa Your Gio was a hit. Senior and Russ were all there. That was a fun time. Papa Gio was very helpful to me. He's a cash man. Oh, he and he was. Love having a good time. cash yeah. guy there. That was awesome. Yep. Um, all right, let's see. Jeremy Mack, are the national locations decided year to year? I've never been, but a couple it, years out. It ever comes to Charlotte, I'll most definitely attend. Um, from what I was told, too, from I think the guy over at Burbank, it, it's Rob, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rob came up to me and uh, Jason while we were filming some stuff, and he just said that I hadn't heard this, but apparently that the national, whoever runs it, has been bought out, it's or it's under new management. So Hopefully, in the future, we won't have some of these true. situations. I mean, I don't I know why he would group. be incorrect, but that's what he yeah, told me. Maybe. Um, all right. Let's see. Aaron Hernandez, what's the biggest rumor that came out of the National this year? Ooh, I love the rumor mill. Um, Panini, Panini is getting sold to Fanatics like this week. That oh, was yeah. the rumor. That was the big We heard that from a lot I'm of people. I'm kind of surprised you just said that out yep. loud. But, um, well, I, I, I don't have any source, and that's why I'm saying it. But that, that was the rumor didn't I heard. did they say we, were here, we would hear today? Some people were like, dude, you're going to hear news on Monday. It's Monday. I don't. I also haven't paid attention because I've been busy getting <laughs> back to normal life. Meanwhile, they actually already said All it. All over it's been that. Announced. Yeah, we're just not looking. Um, hang on. Panini. Yeah, you checked out. Well, I asked the next out. question. Oh, sorry. How many donkeys did you see at the National? Rough estimate. Not a lot. The only people at the National who rubbed me the wrong way were people who would come up to the booth and just take stuff without asking. Oh. That one lady, too, I yelled at, and she heard me as she was walking. She literally came up and, like, thumbed through stuff, grabbed a pack, grabbed a pack of cards, and started walking away. And then somebody actually took the giveaway card, and Max had to oh, go after the I guy. I remember that, yeah. Oh, See, that's when you tell Gio. And then that guy doesn't walk again. Um, Ever. By the way, I did give away a number of the... Uh, just nonsense packs guys. Uh, there was a number of people that seemed to appreciate those. I give, I saved the Iditarod one for Scott though. I give that to Scott Yoakum. Um, a couple more quick. Cause this one really stood out to me. JD Pearson. Uh, and even admits like saw this question elsewhere, but favorite card at the national that I, th- I believe you meant it. Oh no, that you had the ability to buy, but opted not to. Oh, okay. So that does change it a tiny bit. And this has nothing to do with the death. Bill Russell autograph rookie was on my list as well. I just got the koozie. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a really nice Russell, and I want to say it was like twenty one, twenty two thousand. Could have done it. I was like, eh, that'll pretty well strap the rest of the cash because I'd already been buying quite a bit. So I decided not to. Hindsight, obviously, investment wise, yeah, I wish I bought it before he passed away. But also, just PC wise, I was like, man, probably not going to get a chance to own that card again. Who asked that question? J.D. Pearson. You just liked his comment, as a matter of fact. No, you didn't. Greg Allison did as I was reading that. Okay, That's I just funny. want to make sure we give credit where credit's due. Oh, I read um, the question, buddy. Matthew Bogle. They want their names, bro. I said the name. I read his name, J.D. Did Pearson. Did you say it? You just didn't listen. Matt Bogle. What percent would you would say vendors purchased and sold cards at the National? What? I think he wants to know what percentage were guys buying and what Everybody. percentage was selling. Every vendor just about has a sign on their buying. Really? Yeah, everybody buys. It's a, that is, that it is was the just most, the fact that they were buying for cheap. That is the most appealing part to setting up is guys come to you and know that if they're going to sell to you, they're going to have to take a discount. I would like to know guys who actually went if you thought the same thing. If you like, if you went there trying to sell, if you felt the same way. Because I feel well, like I talked I think to a few they guys had, who said they weren't. I think they had opportunities to sell. They probably didn't want to sell for 50 or 60%. Okay. Also, good to know. Yeah. Good points. Um, all right. Let's see. 
<clears throat> Any fights or theft? Brian, yeah. we'll talk about that on Thursday. Who won the karaoke contest? I don't want to talk about the karaoke contest, bro. That was just... Here's the thing about the karaoke contest. Can Let you me say, just go ahead and can say I preface, that. Can you at least say this? And it'll never happen again. Everybody has an off night. On that particular evening, again, maybe it was because of the crowd. If you're saying... That's the only time I will ever... You could at least make an argument. I outperformed you. And it will never happen again, I, I admit. Is that unreasonable? Trust me, there were some scrubs who beat Michael Jordan back in the day. You are the Michael Jordan here. You had an off night. Here's the problem is that you think I had an off night. It wasn't that I had an off night. The very first performance went very well. I think most, you're saying it didn't go well. I got a I, lot. It was the room. It wasn't, I thought the performance was fine. That was a, you have to admit, that was a different crowd. It was a, and wanna, not to mention the dude from Mojo. First of all, Doug absolutely killing. Doug some, killed it. Oh, he what did. did he sing? It was some California was, Dreaming. He killed it. And, and then, then his the dude who Jared, came up there and Cody? did Cody? Was it him? Who I did think Queen? that's Cody. Oh my goodness. Freddie Mercury reincarnated. Like, Knowing that my jam is yep. Bohemian Rhapsody, and then I'm like getting ready Somebody to go up to there. Somebody to love. And oh. he goes up there. Not only does he choose Queen, but he destroys the song. Like Eddie Murphy, it, Eddie, Mur Eddie uh, Freddie Mercury. Same guy. Yep. Same guy. Is is him incarnate? It was just absolutely incredible. And then I I'm supposed to follow that? That's what I mean. The whole setup was wrong. Like you showed up to the court that day. You broke a shoelace. Like you you were on your game. That's what I mean. Here's the thing. I would I I'm a was 10, that the best karaoke I'm a, performance? I'm a nine in Wisconsin Dells because I feel like I can always perform better. Oh, you shut down but the Dells. In, so I agree. In AC where it's like. The all the the little teeny boppers and like all these other people who are out there trying to just pick up people. They they weren't there for the fun. There's only a handful of people there for the real music. All right. What I'm would you sorry. grade my performance? Very, I, one out of ten. Then here's the thing, and I you know how angry I am right now. Mike did a fantastic job. Like uh, like that is my only the only song I can perform because I know the words. A, absolutely incredible. And the singing job. is on the dancing. I mean, is on point. And you have the props in the song. You also I so when I got home, I talked to my wife Samantha for a while, just catching up what all happened. I spent the majority of the time talking about that night and how upset I got. Uh, I didn't get upset. Actually, it was more in jest, but it was also because of one of the moves you did. You took the velvet rope and you did air guitar with it. And air guitar is my thing. <laughs> it's like everyone's stealing all of my stuff. I can't. <laughs> it was just. Uh, there's your show, people. I mean, I handled it. I'm not going to lie You did a good I job. I like this last question. Let's just make Johnny's the last question. Okay. How long is it the national where either or both of you ready to go home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. So we set, I set up all day. I got up early Wednesday morning to set up there, played yeah. the basketball game, then came back after the basketball game yeah. to stay until six. Mm -hmm. So that was a fairly long day for me. Mm -hmm. You flew in Wednesday. Yep. Thursday, we were there the whole day. Yeah. By Friday morning, I was ready to go. No sleep, unbelievably loud, just merengue music outside <laughs> all night and gunshots and people trying to break in. When I woke up Friday morning, I was like, you know, if they said the rest of the show was canceled, I'm not mad about it. Here's here's what I noticed too is like in Chicago last year, they had like they everybody has like their little parties and stuff like that they do each night or their trade nights and there's fun. But people usually like they're sensible and they go to bed and they could wake up the next morning and they're fine. 
But I swear, like, be, I, I don't know if it's because it's Atlantic City. Guys were up till all manner of hours. And by Saturday, because Saturday night is the big night for the party. But by Saturday day, these guys were walking around like little zombies, mm-hmm. like barely able to make it. So, uh, yeah, I would say uh, agreed by Friday was probably into day Friday. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably good. But Saturday was still a really fun day, though. I am much more looking forward to the end of October Nashville show. I think we can, because oh, I, yeah. I think the whole team's going to come. We're going to make a pretty big event out of that. Maybe not everybody, but it's local for, yeah. you know, three, four and a half of us. I mean, because the inserts are kind of close. Oh, okay. I actually think that's going to be a, it's going to be a huge show as well. I'm going to have to try to talk to Shep about getting some space and see if we can do like, some live content there too, like we did. Why not Shep? for the audience. Why don't we just talk to the organizers? I think Shep get is one of the organizers. Oh, he is? But yeah, but like, I, I think I'll, have to, I'll ask him. But I think that will be, plus we're going to be home, be able to sleep in our own bed. Oh, that was God. great too. As I oh. show up, the maintenance guys at the appointment, he's like, oh yeah, I got to get in there real quick and put the bed frame together. I was like, all right. So puts the bed frame together, no box spring, puts a mattress on it. Well, I get home late that night after the um, uh, GTS and collectible party. Mm-hmm. Soon as I lay down, the bed just becomes a U. Right. I was like, yep, and we're done with that. Put the mattress on the floor underneath the window unit air conditioning which was loud, louder than everything but the music on that street and had a good night's sleep there. So Panini Prism's down to $1,100, by the way. Football? Panini Prism basketball. <gasps> we could be done now. Okay. On Thursday's show, here's a little tease for you. We're doing the scan, scandals, scandals, scandals and shenanigans from the National. We will actually do some Bill Russell pricing review. I am curious what the movement is there. We have a couple other banked interviews from the show. Uh, we'll see if we play one of those then or if we kind of stretch them out and play them later in the month. We shall see. But uh, there you go. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you on Thursday. Goodbye.